lot of talk going on these days about who is the greatest ever, about who has the titles, the raw talent, the most clutch moments. <laughs> I get it. It's a tough call. I mean, even the jersey numbers are the same. But maybe the best way to settle this debate is to play it out head to head. <laughs> Season two, season two, season two, stupid, 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 stupid. All right, before we get to any festivities in the seventh episode of RSPN, I'll just like a round of applause for the entire team that is here with us this week. We usually lead with a lot of NBA-related content for you and our RSPN faithful. But right yeah. now, we would like to start with a little bit of baseball and a round of applause <laughs> now that the MLB <clears throat> is off my sports center. Yes. Thank God. See ya. Sound wait, of air wait. horns. Fellas, fellas, wait, wait. Baseball is a great sport. Stop it. It's off, it's off Sports Center, yeah, baby. Yeah, that, all that, that yeah. matters. I, 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 I mean, yeah, I respect baseball. Like, you know what I'm saying? I just, it's not for me. Yeah, to, each, to each his own. Some people like soccer. Some people like baseball and hockey. <laughs> I love soccer. I love soccer. Oh, that's that's one. Yeah, Elton has the craziest thing uh, about. Oh, before even before you get into that, let's let's do let's do proper introduction. So, seventh episode of RSPN. I am Mark. He is Jeff. We're back with you with another wonderful week in the Alpha Sport. Uh, we have a special guest with us that was on during season one. Each episode was very enjoyable. He's back with us for season two to discuss one of our frequent presentations throughout the week and to be here as our New York sports expert as we yeah. go into some information with Kevin Durant and World Series talk because I know he has heavy bars for the New York Yankees throughout talk, the MLB postseason. We don't talk about that team from Bron- from the Bronx. We don't talk. Oh, about we don't. Team. We don't talk about them this week. We don't talk about that team from the Bronx. I don't know what. I don't know what a Yankee is. Well, the Yankee, the Yankees fans that listen to RSPN will have heavy beef with Elton as he is back for another week. Elton, how are you? I'm great, man. You know, I'm I'm appreciative of being back for uh, season two. And the great words of the great Drake, they had to run me to max. <laughs> yeah, we're handing out bags. We're handing out bags this season. Yeah, so you come know, get one. Shout out to Cliff, shout out to uh, Chris, Cam, all got their bags ready. We're dropping off Come another get bag. One. We're dropping off another bag for Elton. We got them back for the next season. World Series ended. A lot of our Boston fans. Well, are there a lot of Boston <clears throat> fans that listen? I don't, I don't even know. If there are a lot of Boston fans I'm that listen to RSPN, sure. shout out to y'all for this week and only this week because the Red Sox defeated the LA Dodgers. Four to one to win the World Series. We are now national champions, I think, four times since. Uh, the new millennium. Yeah, it's four. There's been a lot of shit talk. Been a lot of shit talk. Not only to not only to the uh, the baseball fans against the the Dodgers, but definitely Red Sox, the Yankees fans, because now it's four to one since the new millennium. Um, Elton, you are a very very large Mets fan and love the beef between the New York Yankees. Where do you fall in that? Talk road? about it. Let 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 it ring, man. Listen, I'm I'm. You know, you always have those those people who are from New York, and it says, "Oh, you're a New Yorker, so that means you're going to root for the Yankees, right?" Right. Absolutely not. Never. 
Never. We never, ever, ever root for the Yankees. I think that's an automatic only... assumption. Like, outside of New yeah. York, I think that's an automatic assumption. That, that's, that's just because they were around longer culture, you know, people's grandparents. Okay. They were, you know, the, the, the Manos, the Joe DiMaggio's, you know, the Witty Fords, that era. So, you know, they grew up with the Yankees. The Mets came around in the 60s, early 60s. So they're still kind of in that infancy. They're in that big brother, that, that sure. little brother stage to the Yankees and, and they'll always be that just like how the Clippers are in baseball. I mean, in basketball and how the Nets are in basketball to the, okay. to the Knicks. They're all, they'll always be that just because there's that, there's that history that the Yankees have that the Mets don't. And me and my cousin being the only two Met fans in our entire family, seeing days like yesterday warmed my soul. <laughs> So Mets fans really have no issue chanting for Red Sox as long as it's I, I, against the Yankees. I was about to say. I was about to say. So, so even as a Mets I'm, fan, I'm different. Know. I'm different. The reason <laughs> so, why I'm different. So, so you you hate the Yankees that much that I hate a, that you're okay. I with hate it. that team for the Bronx so much that I will I will have. And you know how the New York Boston thing is a rivalry, right? Let me tell you what the type of New Yorker I am. I love the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Okay, I will never root for the Celtics. Ever. I hear you. Okay. I love my Giants. I will always root for the Patriots when it comes to the Jets. I am a huge Met fan. I will always root for whoever that team in the Bronx plays against. I will always root for that team. But you'll get the people that say, well, you're in New York. You're supposed to root for a New York team. No, that's a cop-out. And for anybody that, that does it, that is a, you're, you are a – I can't say what I want to say. So you're not going to be out here like Buster Rhymes with the Knicks chain, uh, no. Nets chain, <laughs> no. Giants, Jets chain. No. Basically all in New York, right? <laughs> no. You're not with that. You pick a team, you ride with that team. Well, L.A. still continues to be a very large market, whether it's basketball, whether it's baseball, and the Dodgers end up losing their second World Series in two years. What is, what is, what is that reflected as far as L.A.? Is there something that they really need to, to get past that push, or is it just going just up happened. against very, very difficult teams to try and beat whenever they get to there in October? I don't know. It, it, it's something about them. Like, they can't win – they can't win the big one. And it's kind of like, okay, they've always gotten to, they've always gotten to the place and they've always had the best pitcher in baseball. And Kurt and Kershaw is probably the best pitcher of this generation. And they can never get, firstly, they can never get, they can never win the NLDS. They've always won the division. They've always won their division. They can never win the NLDS. Okay. Then they finally win the NLDS. Then they play in the national championship league series. They can never win that. Then they finally broke through that, and now they've lost two World Series in a row. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's they put all these resources into a way where it is they give uh, they give Kershaw all this money, or they go trade for Machado, and they do all these mo- moves. And it's like and and it's got to be frustrating as an LA fan. It's like we make all these moves, and we're making it there, but we're not finishing. And then the one person that's going to get looked at at the end of the day is going to be Dave Roberts, the manager. And, and you can already see if he doesn't win, if he doesn't win it all next year, he might be fired. In baseball, from baseball culture standpoint, is that an, that's an emergency button? Like that's you got to you got to figure this out. Even though even though you know even though they're making it uh, and they're they're taking the L when they get there, there's still something that has to be resolved. I don't know if it's a baseball thing. It might be an LA thing. Okay. Okay. That I, that's I, I like that it's, answer. It's, it's, it's the it's the championship thing that, right. that's in L.A. We got the Lakers. 
you know, the Kings win championships. Maybe. And it's kind of and it's kind of tricky out there. It's like, is L.A. a baseball town <laughs> or is it a basketball town? Right. Are they a basketball town because of I think if the you Lakers, ask mostly, because I'm, the Lakers. I'm from L.A. I think if you ask mostly, it's, it's a basketball town just off Lakers. Alone. Just off the. But, yeah. you, but, you know, but, you know, what it's all it's like then you come across to the East Coast and it's you have that same conversation about New York. Right. The Yankees are so successful, but everybody wants to call New York a, a baseball town, but it's not. That's a that's a basketball town at its heart and at its core. The Yankees are just so damn successful that it overshadows. It overshadows right. that, and, okay. the, and the Knicks haven't won, and neither have the Nets won. The Nets were the, so. I don't know if it's a championship thing, mm-hmm. but like you said, you you're you would have more of a better understanding than I do because you're from over there. So I don't know. I don't know if it's a baseball town. If it's a at its core, it's a baseball town, or is it is it a basketball town just because of the allure of the championships and the winning and the great players that they've had at that fr- over there at that franchise. So that's why I think the Dodgers are stuck at. I think the Dodgers are stuck at. Okay, we've re- everybody started. LeBron's out here. We're getting the stars. The stars are coming out. And it's like, okay, are we are we going for this? Was gonna... it is it almost like that pressure when uh, LeBron went back to Cleveland and then the Browns drafted Manziel and they wanted everything to work at once? I, you yeah, could you could say you you could say that. Right. I mean, I, I know that, I know that's I know that's Cleveland, and you know, but, I, but you know I what think, I mean. I, yeah, but that town is that town is used to championships and winning. Just and, and not even just the town, the state. If you now you want to talk about the Warriors and their recent success, yeah, no, yeah, the whole, yeah, so I mean, overall. the whole, the whole West Coast is now it's a cha- it's a championship. It's what have you done for me lately? Oh, we not we not winning championships? Or are we gonna the find odds the of the state? Can't? Yeah, the odds of the state getting hardware f- from multiple sports is high, considering how many they have. Exactly. Yeah, I think Magic Johnson is gonna have a lot on his hand. He's gonna have to deal with Dodgers. He's got LeBron here. I, you know, I, I think Magic will always get a pass in that town, regardless of anything. Oh yeah, I mean that's two two. I I I said it last season. I don't. I didn't think he was qualified for the job, and I asked and I asked Mark, what did he do to get this job? But I understand why he got. The, you know what I mean? Like, and you, I and get you, it, but I don't think he's necessarily qualified for the job. And you know what's completely? You know what's the completely opposite of that is is what we just witnessed in New York with Phil Jackson. Phil is not liked by a lot of people mm-hmm. just because of the way he is. So, like, in New York, the big thing was, well, you're the president of basketball operations. Why are you not at every single road game? Right. Why are you not watching rookies train? And my thing is this. And my thing is, that's not his job. His job, right. he's the general man. He's not the general manager. The general manager is supposed to be there. Every, but I look at, I watch. Now, granted, he owns the team. But I see that, I see. And that, and that was coming from the national media saying that, well, Phil, why are you not on the road with, I with the Knicks? Yeah, I remember. But then the, the Lakers and LeBron and them are struggling right now. And they're on the road playing San Antonio. And Magic is cheering his behind off for the Dodgers. Now, granted, I understand he owns the team. But mm-hmm. where is that backlash? That backlash I get what you're saying. Come, that backlash is not going to come because – Magic yeah, loved. LA and LA media don't work like that too. I heard that New York media is brutal. It's 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 ridiculous. Like 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 when you're considering even going there as a free agent, your agent is probably telling you, "Hey, just understand as well the you're town that you're going that. in." Right? Like understand where you're going and and the, and what's going to happen is from a pressure when you lose because you're going to lose games 
And there may be a situation mm-hmm. where you may lose a big game and you have to be prepared to handle that. You got to be a different type of cat to play here. I think to be, to be a star, to, to be a, to be a star, mm-hmm. you got to have to have the toughest of tough skin because the, just look at the, some of the recent stars that have come to New York, the big name stars, A-Rod, that's the city tore A-Rod apart. He couldn't handle it. He had to, he even, he even admitted that the pressure of New York, he had to take PEDs the second time around. He's Man. admitted that. Amari couldn't handle it. Amari's admitted that, that he couldn't handle it. A lot, of, a, lot of, a, lot of those, a lot of those guys can't handle it because it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a, it's a, seriously, it's like a grind mm-hmm. being there. And why be somewhere where it's cold, you're losing, and now on top of that, I got every single tabloid, national, national market, local paper, blogger coming down on my neck. No, I can go somewhere else where I ain't got to deal with all that. Was that a Jeremy Lin thing as well? Yeah. Yeah. Because Jeremy Lin it was just blew, too much for him. Jer- not even that. I, I don't think Jeremy Lin was that good. Right. I think just, he, he had, just got hot. He, had, he, got, he got hot. He got hot. He got and hot. And then when he fizzled. Weeks. But then here you go again. But then when it fizzled, who's the first person they blamed? Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It takes a different type of person to play in, in New York, I believe. To be a star and play in New York, you got to be toughest of tough skin. Nothing can bother you. You can't show it. It's, it's just it's different. We had the conversation once of LeBron James wanting to be the billion-dollar athlete and going out to New York City now. Since that conversation, he ended up switching out of the site of the Knicks and going to the Los Angeles Lakers. And right now the Lakers are not um, playing to the aspects that a lot of people had for them. But the positive thing for him is that yesterday he was able to celebrate the 15-year anniversary of his debut within the NBA. Of course, he became the Rookie of the Year and went on to being the player that he is today. And recently, he passed Dirk Nowitzki for being the sixth all-time in NBA points. He's very close to Wilt Chamberlain and will make his way up that within the next mm, 200 and something points. Mm -hmm. And then after Wilt, he becomes number five and makes his way through Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Karl Malone, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. What's Jordan's number? Jordan is at 32,292. Okay. Now, LeBron has been on record, um, as a lot of people have watched him climb the ranks of the leaders throughout the past few years. Um, He was the youngest to make the 30,000 club, and he had noted that, you know, these points are something that he doesn't necessarily look at or or, or stat check throughout night through night. Uh, But Dwayne Wade has even went on quote to saying that he believes that he'll end up being number one or number two on that list once it is all said and done. Um. I cannot go past Dwayne Wade on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm, I'm not putting it past him. I just, I think that'd be really tough. I think he'll get to two. Um, I can see that. I could see him. I could see, I could see him pushing yeah, one. That's... If the, the rumors are true that he wants to play with, with Bronny when Bronny gets to the league. Yeah, it, that's what I'm saying. A lot of things that have to go a specific way from a health perspective, from his life, you know, like, I don't know. It depends. I guess it depends. Because I think, I think. I don't have the, the number right in front of me, but I think he can get to, what, four? Four or he can, five? He can get to four fairly fast. So as of right now, excluding last night's game against the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, he stands at 31,202 points. About 200 shy of Will Chamberlain at 31,419. And he'll, uh, get, Will that. Jordan he'll is get that. At, yeah, he'll definitely get that. What's two? What's two? 
Uh, Carl Malone is at 36,928, which is a pretty large gap away from Kareem, a, who a, sits at 38,387. I mean, he. I think he could do it. It would take. It would take a, a a specific type of circumstance, though. Yeah, he'll get to two. I think he'll get to two. He. I don't. I don't that, think anybody's that gonna touch. Is nobody's gonna touch deep. that one. Yeah, that's deep, man. He'll get to two. I think he'll get to two. Bar, barring a knock on wood, significant injury. Yeah, we don't want that for Bron, but. But he'll yeah. get to. He'll definitely get to two. I think he's definitely gonna play with Bronny. It's it's in motion. I think he. I think he is too. It's in motion. He'll. It'll be, it'll be the first. It'll be the first. I guarantee it. Definitely. It's, it's, it's a very large gap between Kareem and Carl. And, you know, despite him being 33 years old right now, and that's very young for his, uh, for somebody of his prime. Somebody, yeah, who's, taking, somebody who's never had a serious injury. Yeah, you're taking into account 15 years of playing professional basketball being put to your body. Just despite non-stop. him being 33, you never know where that's going to end. It could end well, up. Nobody's built like him either, though. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he, so. he, is, he is the epitome of a basketball player to me. Listen, I read an article that he spends one point five million just on his body alone. So I wouldn't knows, be surprised, man. He 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 knows what I like how the season ends, he slims down. Yeah. And then and then right when the season gets ready to start, he puts a little bit of muscle back on. He's like he his his if you watch him, like you know, you I got him on IG. So like he does mm-hmm. the same shit after every season. Like he yeah, has he, a specific routine and it is it's dope. I was listening to um I think it was Zach Lowe's podcast mm. and Windhorse was on and he said he says LeBron doesn't even run really until September. He saves his legs. He doesn't he doesn't do any type of running. Everything that the entire every, summer. Everything he does is like that those that core workout stuff, like those machines that he does in his like he does in his personal gym. Right. A lot of a lot of the balance ball, a lot of the medicine ball stuff. He does everything with his core. Because if you're if you're a health nut, you understand that your core really sets everything in your body. And if you have a strong core, it's really less likely that you get injuries. So I think he makes sure everything that his core is tight, and then everything else right, falls into place. Every everything else falls into place, and then he won't start running to take that wear and tear that he's going to need throughout the season. He doesn't start until training camp, which which makes sense for him, and it's and it's worked for him for the past. Probably he's probably been doing this the past eight years, maybe since the tail end of his Miami years. Yeah, I, he definitely he after he left Miami, he like he thinned out a little bit. So he definitely like he switched it up because what he's doing, what he used to do in Miami on a grown person's body at six eight two sixty to move the way he moved, like that's not supposed to happen with that power too. That's but the one it, thing about it. That's that's not supposed to happen. It, that, <laughs> that's. Had niggas hitting that at HGH, but come on, bro, it's all natural. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, LeBron is. I, I, man, look, freak athlete. I think we all know he, he's the he's the perfect specimen. And as also, basketball is concerned. And also, the crazy thing is, is um, to just take the shine off of LeBron, Dirk being number six. That's pretty dope. That you know, because you know they oh those guys always had that stigma about. Wait, 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 say that name again. Dirk. I don't even want to. Oh Mark. my god. Jeff just man, fucking reminded me. We ain't got to work, <laughs> you know, Dirk, you know, man. you know what, ballot, man. You know what blasphemy I heard on this show, Elton. Oh my the, god, the, I didn't the, think it was blasphemy, but go ahead. I'm just, I'm just. It wasn't. I wasn't. And, and when I said it, he, 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 I feel like he thought I was trying to be disrespectful. It was just my opinion. In your personal opinion, Elton, you have Dwayne Wade going through his Sweet 16 as of right now, and eventually. Dirk Nowitzki will stop taking the, the the small amounts that he has with Dallas and end up retiring and and, and 
living with his family and his children. When time comes, which retirement do you believe will be the most impactful? As far as their importance and I don't, to, to the league? Yeah. Dirk, Dirk changed the way the game was played today. <laughs> Mark, I didn't. No, but that, no, 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 Mark, no, 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 seriously, it, no, it's seriously, seriously, Mark, look at, look at bigs are shooting threes at a clip that we've never seen before. It, it's not disrespectful to Wade, bro. I was just saying, look at, look at what Dirk has done for the league. Wade, Wade, Wade it could go, is going to go down probably as the third or the fourth best shooting guard of all time. Does Dirk go down as the third best power forward of all time? He probably won't, but he's more impactful. The word was impactful. Okay, yeah, I didn't, I didn't say – it's not like I came to you, Mark, and said Dirk's the best power forward we've ever seen. He's not like, the best power but he's, his, his impact on the game. Look at all, look at all these guys that are that, – these big men, that seven-footers that can not only have post moves, but now are shooting threes, that can handle the ball a little bit. That fadeaway off one foot. The the look, everybody's stealing that Everybody one foot fadeaway. So it's, so Durant, doing so Durant, a Durant doesn't get to happen without a Dirk first, essentially. I mean, Durant is his own man. But Dur- I, Durant, I just, Durant is a Durant is a, a, a separate entity. He's a freak of nature as well. But He's I'm like an sure, I'm sure he was influenced. I'm sure he was. Yeah, that's, Dur- all, that's all I'm Dur- saying. Durant ends up having I mean, the obvious. Uh, um, advantages as far as speed and 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 power and things of that nature. Yeah, I feel gifted. like. I feel like you can, you can, you can, he can have influence. I'm he sure he was influenced on Dirk. Yeah. You can, sure. you can, you can make the art now. I'll probably get killed for this, but you can make the argument that Dirk, how do I want to word this? Dirk made it all right for big guys to shoot threes if they could. Right. If they you know, could. If they That's could. Fair. That's like, fair. If, if you, if you look at, like, look at somebody like Bosch. Bosch wasn't shooting threes, Bosch mm-hmm. was a mid range guy. Lamarcus Aldridge doesn't do it. And he doesn't do it. Lamarcus Aldridge, but look at all these bigs. They got it's. It got to a point to where Dwight Howard, Ennis Cantor, Andre Drummond, all these big low post guys are shooting threes. And Hassan Whiteside. And Hassan, <laughs> but, and, and and Hassan Whiteside. But you got if you if the word is impactful. Well, the saying is none of that happens necessarily without Dirk. It doesn't happen if Dirk is not successful. Dirk already has the stigma of being a European player, and we know what the league thought about your your D- Dirk kind of changed that narrative. You're right. I think between him, between him and like him and Pal Gasol, but Dirk was the first one because it was because it was like Ku coach. Ku coach was like okay, Ku coach made it, okay. These guys got some game. Dirk was really the first star because Dirk got killed his first year in the league. Like they thought he was a bust and everything. And he just and, worked on his game. And Dirk, had a bad stigma. Literally had a bad stigma on his name until 2011. Yeah. He didn't allow it to get to him. And he's opened up the door for these Euro play, these European players. The, the Bargnani's and the, Del, and the Gallinari's and, and the Gasol's and the Porzingis's. He's, he's opened all that up as long as the way the, the, way the game is being played right now. Where it's okay for, uh, it's okay for a big man to, to pop and, and float to the three-point line. Yeah, is that is that is that not okay, Mark? I think still, I think Elton put it, it out there a, pretty it well. It still has a very it still has a very bad taste in my mouth. I'll I understand. Think, I'll I understand. To, I'll, have to, but I'll have to review. If we're if we're if we're going on a number of list of players, of course, Dwayne Wade goes goes above. Well, yeah, Dirk. Of course, oh, he goes above Dirk. Uh-huh. But but if we're talking about impact, it, Dirk's impact was bigger than Dwayne Wade's. You can find a bunch of Dwayne Wade's, a bunch of mm. six four, six three, six four. Great defenders who can slash, who can cut, 
who's athletic is all all whatnot. You can find those guys anywhere. You can't. It's really hard to find a seven footer that can that can ha- that has the offensive skill as Dirk and has the touch of a great three point shooter. As long as Wade's over, as long as Wade's over Dirk, as long as Wade's over Dirk, then I'll take that. There's also some questions that I have actually relating to Durant. There has been some Twitter, <laughs> there's been uh, some Twitter debates that I want to get to in the feature presentation, uh, but we'll do that after this commercial break. So when we come back, we will have our feature presentation of the Golden State Warriors against the New York Knicks from this past Friday. We'll go over that with you. We'll have some questions for Elton relating to Kevin Durant and what New York tried to do to woo him into thinking about the New York Knicks with Porzingis in the next free agency. Uh, But we'll get more into that in a little bit. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. It's RSPN on RNC Radio. We'll be back after this. (laughs) (laughs) Billboard goes up near Madison Square Garden recruiting KD. I'm telling you, New York Knicks fans, that's a good recruiting ploy. I'm saying to you, the photo is not. Focus on the photo. We are back. RSPN on RNC Radio, episode seven. Shout out to the RSPN faithful for tuning in once again for our next episode. Uh, thank you to those who had also stuck in through all of the RNC episodes that came out last week for podcasts, as well as our brand new playlists. We just updated RB and RNC. We just updated RNC Radio Live. It was our one year anniversaries of both of those. So that shit, check both those of them is banging too. Mm-hmm. Shout out I to Mills. Smashes on there. The one thing that I do recommend for those playlists, please make sure. Well, I this is my personal uh, preference. I like to listen to them from top to bottom. I'm not. I'm not really much of a uh, random randomized playlist You're not a kind of person. Man? No, I am not shuffle man. Shuffle I man. Shuffle, shuffle man I shuffle is not every me. once in a while, but it just depends what's going on with me. But I like our playlist from top to bottom. So no, nah, I can't. If I make if I make a playlist, I made a playlist to go from top to bottom. From top to bottom, I, I got. I, I got. Every, everybody, everybody's not like that. I got. A, I got. I got like a special like rhythm for mine. It's like I take pride in my playlist. I hear so. you. No, when I when I do the blush series, I there is a specific order that I make it as well. But also, and I know people will, you know, hit shuffle on that thing. And go about their day. So, yeah. but all yeah. the, all those songs, you can really you can listen to them anyway. It, it's 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 awesome. But from top to bottom, it's definitely special. Yeah, if you are Shuffle Man, Shuffle Man, then then yes, you can definitely do it to R and B and R and C and uh, R and C Radio Live. But I love that Mills' R&B. transition. That R and B, Mark, I put that Ray J, Blue High Hills on there. Yeah. Hey man, <laughs> hey, man look. <laughs> hey man, look. Ray J, holla at me, real nigga. Meals does a very good, uh, a very good job of doing his transitions and making sure that everything flows perfectly, and you'll hear it immediately once you play it. If you do play it from top to bottom, so definitely check those out. Um, you'll find them the same place that you find all of our playlists, whether it's on Apple Music or on Spotify. You can find them posted at Twitter at RNC Radio Live, uh, along with all of our podcasts and all of our shows that we have going on throughout the week. So check those out. But as of now, for us. Of course, we have Elton still in with us to discuss our feature presentation, one that I am looking forward to a whole lot when it comes to the Golden State Warriors. 
at first I went into this season not really scared of them and just being like, all right, you know, they're the Warriors. It's about three championships between the core of Curry, Clay, and Draymond. KD is two. You know, if it happens again or it happens another time after that, I mean, it is what it is. But now uh, I'm seeing that they dropped almost 100 points at half against Chicago. Now I'm fucking scared. I don't even care for Chicago. Just the fact that you can do uh, almost an 100 point oh. game at a half against ten, 10 threes for Clay. Yeah, I'm scared. Fuck this. In a half, 90, what was it, 92? 93? 92 points. That means that means if they were on fire, like, you know, really, really on fire, they could, they could bust 200. If, Wouldn't that be uh, something? The Wouldn't night that, that they something? dropped 200 points, I'm walking out. I'm bro, walking out of my house. Bro, I, honestly, that shit, is, that shit is crazy, bro. Truly. Amazing. Regardless of who they're playing. I mean, it doesn't, I don't, you know, like, at the end of the day, you know, we have teams that can be trash or whatever you want to call it, but they're all NBA players. So competitive, it's competitive no matter what. And But, dude, to score almost 100 points and a half, have 10 threes, have one player have 10 threes and a half, you got to you gotta respect it. I don't care who they play. You think that? You think that's worse? Try how I was on Friday night. Friday night, I was sick. I went. I was watching the game, and Knicks were playing well. Frank was playing well. Everybody was playing well. They were up, I think, by six points mm-hmm. before the end of the third quarter. So I say, okay, let me. I try to kind of get. There was a whistle, so I was like, all right, let me go take the garbage out. All of a sudden, <laughs> I take the garbage out. <laughs> I came back, back. taking the garbage out. I swear to you, it was about. A, it was a five minute. It was a five minute. Oh hell, garbage. Bro. <laughs> and I said, how do they have one hundred and five points? And Durant is going off i'm like okay because you get kind of happy because you get to see this team i was like is this team really about to beat the warriors mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden durant flips into that that finals mode and it's like oh okay yeah yeah this is yeah. the second best player in the league yeah those lights in madison square garden are, are a completely different beast so that it's is different. what we're going to we're going we're going to be tackling that this week on friday's game of the golden state warriors and the new york knicks um before we get into the actual game, New York ended up making headlines for themselves. We started noticing a billboard that was around Madison Square Garden about, I want to say a day or two before the game was actually supposed to happen on Friday. Now, it ends up right outside Madison Square Garden, I think on 7th Ave. And the billboard reads, can you make New York sports great again? It has a nice little cartoon image of Kevin Durant. Wearing the blue and the orange, number 35, holding the Larry O'Brien trophy next to Porzingis. And it's mentioning at Easy Money Sniper. And the hashtag reads KDNY2019. It was made from a marketing company out in New York City. And this was their first attempt to try and put Kevin Durant in some sort of awe to come to the New York Knicks next season when it's time for his free agency once again and he decides where he wants to go um was this a good attempt no uh, yeah it was it was, it was a fan really it was a matter, fa- right? it's, yeah it's a fan being a fan like they're cool and all that but i don't think that like players really care about this shit yeah they don't care at all yeah. they really the players really don't care it's everything else that we don't think that does care to them does care to them yeah you know? i i really didn't i like when that stuff happened when uh you know, mellow to LA. I'm when they, when LA was trying to get Dwight to stay. All like I don't really think that really. I don't. No, that was the most embarrassing billboard. <laughs> no, I, think down, I, embarrassing I think it was too. I think it was too. But what I'm saying is, I don't think that I don't think it means anything to the players. Yeah, it it doesn't mean it feeds the ego, but it doesn't mean anything. 
you know, it, it, like, you know, it's pretty cool to see, you know, they, they really want me. So they got a billboard. So that'll be like a, a memory for like your grandkids. You took a picture like, hey, look, they got a billboard for me. But other than that, it doesn't mean anything to their their final decision. And it's a little less abrasive than um, running on the court with a please come home shirt like they did within Cleveland. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I guess it's I guess it's a little bit better in that regard. But uh, hey, that worked. Yeah, I ended up. <laughs> the the one the one thing the one thing that was funny about that billboard was um and I didn't know this uh the Warriors when they fly West Coast to East Coast they practice as soon as they hit they land mm-hmm. so they practice at like I think I want to say nine nine at night and so they had their little press thing at the end and everybody wants to talk to Durant obviously about the whole everything that's going on. So they talked to Steve Kerr about it, and he's like, "No, I didn't really notice it." And then he said the PR guy said showed him the picture of it, and then the funny thing is, Steve said, "Why is Clarence of Weatherspoon on a on a billboard?" <laughs> KP. When I heard that, I was dying laughing. I thought that was the played most that hilarious. right. He I played thought that, that was right. the most hilarious thing ever. I thought it was hilarious. Oh man, uh, Durant ended up having his own quote um, as media asked him. Uh, about the billboard he quotes and says to be honest i don't know how to feel about that type of stuff it's cool no disrespect but i'm not really impressed with that type of stuff i just really like playing basketball i try to focus my entertainment is really what happens on the basketball court for me i don't really get up for that stuff which is a hundred which is a hundred percent true i believe him yeah because he all because the other then he also i think i think it was shoot around he he had a statement about um about how the garden is like the rucker park but with walls you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, and 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 but every but it's always like that. The garden is always like that. It's it's just the way it's just the way that it is. The the celebrities are out. You know the, the it's how passionate the New York fans are. It's the unique way that this, the the court is lit. It's like your center stage for real. Like all the lights shine on the court, and then you have the dark backdrop around it. So it's like a it's like a theatrics when you go out there. And that's why everybody wants to. Everybody wants to play there, and everybody gives up their all or gives their A game when they come play at the Garden just because they know everything around, that surrounds that place. My favorite college team is the University of Texas, and and I was kind of like on the Kevin Durant, but everybody the Kevin Durant bandwagon when he was in college. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, this guy is going to be really good. And then and it's like, well, he can't bench 135. And it's like, okay, that doesn't matter. He's going to be really good. And now that he's the second best player in the league and the Knicks have a shot maybe to get him, it's kind of exciting. Um, the other thing I love about KD is just, he's a true and true, he's a hooper. All he cares, like if you, all he cares about is basketball, honestly. Everything that he does, but like he was on um, Instagram the other day and he was, and he was watching, he was watching like those highlight reels that they watch of players and he was like looking at, like Kobe's footwork and Jordan's footwork. Like that's the things about me. Like all the other stuff like to, to, is cool with him. Like when he says, you know, I don't really pay attention to that stuff. I really do believe him because all he really cares about is hoops. That's it. Does Durant's type of attitude like that fit more than LeBron's would as far as from a New York fan's perspective? Do you think that they enjoy that a lot more? Yeah, but this is a different LeBron than it would would have been in 2010 because LeBron still kind of cared about what people thought about him. Mm-hmm. And 
And if he didn't get the success in New York early, I don't know what that would have done to his mental and his psyche. Just because, like, I, like I've said before about how, how this city is when it comes to basketball mm-hmm. and, and how there's so many different medias and blogs and everybody just covering one team, I think it's a lot different. I do think it's a lot. I think it's, 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 a, it's a hard – it's not apples to apples because if this was LeBron coming to New York now – he would be able to handle it because he's got, he got to that point in his career where he's like, F it. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you think about me. I'm a guard here. I'm a ball. I don't care. And I think Durant, Durant has, gotten, has gotten to that stage in his career where he, don't, he doesn't care. He went to the Warriors. He doesn't care what anybody says. He doesn't mm-hmm. care what anybody thinks because he has two and he'll probably get a third ring. Yeah. So now he has that he has that off his shoulders. And I think that's the main thing. Um, and I've even, I've, even, I've even talked about to people about this before, about the whole narrative of you got to win a championship and which really started this whole big three thing. And now if you look at a lot of these guys, look at the big stars in this league now. Durant's got, he's got, he's got a couple rings. Steph's got a couple rings. LeBron's got a couple rings. Kyrie's got a ring. Kawhi's got a ring. So now these guys don't got to worry about the pressure of if you don't if you move to a new team and don't deliver a championship mm-hmm. you, you can't tell me nothing i already got my ring so if it doesn't work out over here i could st- i still have my championship ring yeah exactly it's not it's not a little bit it's not like how it was in 2010 where you had to search that one to get vindication now everybody yeah. has now, now everybody has one has the freedom to move exactly and i and i think once and i think the league is going to kind of go back to because I really, I really don't think the league liked it when when KD went to the Warriors, mm-hmm. because it, it just made and it just made everything really unfair. It really made everything unfair because you just and it it, it just happened that way. It just happened to roll the dice. The, the stars aligned perfectly for them. The with Draymond and Clay having their extension at the time they had it, the cap going up, so it allowed them to get KD. But I think they they I think they want their stars spread out. And I've had this conversation with you, Mark, before about this is not really a basketball thing. This is also a shoe deal thing. They want their stars in the hot spots of the country. They want their guys in the West Coast. Like Nike needs a guy. Nike wants a guy in the East Coast once LeBron left. So and that whoever, New York City thing works out perfect. And it works out perfect. They need another star in the East. They need a star in the East Coast. LeBron was the East Coast star for them. And I think me and you, Mark, had this conversation, I think, the year that way that LeBron went back to, to Cleveland from Miami. It, it's Believe it or not, these shoe companies really do make are, are a large part of these decisions that are made. People will, will probably deny it, but I know people who work in that, and they say, listen, we got to get another star. We got to get a star, a top five player in the, in the East Coast. So I don't I, I I want him to come. I'm 35 percent think he does come to New York. I think if they could find a way to get another star, rather be Kyrie or something, or maybe Kemba, or somebody like that, I think he'll come. But I don't think he'll mind if I don't think he I don't think he cares if he comes by himself. But right now I I, I do think if he does come, it will be in 20. What is it 2020? Because no, I think the I think the Warriors I think the Warriors are going to try to sell him on playing in a new arena next year. I'm so glad you said Kimba, bro. 
Listen, listen, bro. Kimba lights up Madison Square Garden so much in college. He loves playing in Madison Square Garden. Y'all should try to find a way to get him. Kimba, Perginius, KD. Come on, but man. I think it's KD, Kyrie, Clay, Clay and Kawhi. I think Kawhi and then Clay. I would be way more surprised if 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 uh, Clay left more than I would KD. KD, I wouldn't really bat an eye for. I'd be like, Clay, oh, Clay cool. seems Clay low leaves, maintenance, I, man. He seems so low. Like I feel like he's just gonna be chilling. I feel like I feel like he'll just end up staying in Golden State. I think KD's I definitely leaving though. Yeah, yeah, but I I do think Clay will stay. But I think they'll try. To, I think teams are gonna try. I know to, what you're saying. Right. Teams are gonna try to go get Clay because Clay is so underrated. Yeah, he plays both. He, he's a very good two guard. He's a, very he, I, good. He's and. I, I I do think that teams are going to try to get him away from the Warriors. They should try. I just they, feel like he's so low maintenance. You know what yeah, I mean? But like, I, I just I just think he. I, I, I honestly, I won't be surprised if if LeBron tries to get Clay to come to to the Lakers. That's the move to make. I think that's going to be his dad played there. He's an LA kid. Right. I I do think they may try to get him. But getting back to the Knicks, this is the first time in a long time that the Knicks have had a. Uh, I'm cautiously optimistic because I see the plan in place. Like I'm watching the game right now when you're seeing guys like you're seeing like Frank Nielakina and and you're seeing, and you're seeing Mitchell Robinson and and Kevin Knox when he gets back and Lonzo Trier and then KP when he gets back and you could, and Fizz has these guys playing hard. Like this is the youngest, this is the youngest team in the league and Fizz has these guys playing hard. He needs to, he needs to. And and the, the culture is starting to be set. Cause, cause I really, I really think they're gonna. I think they're gonna try to go get Kyrie first. You saw what um, Kyrie said before the summer. You know, basically, if Boston will have me, I'm staying. Yeah, I don't, you, 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 you feel you, you have weight in that, or is it just the the right thing to say? It's the right thing to say. He, okay. And I and I can't. I would tell everybody else. Like, okay, what is Kyrie gonna say? No, I hear you. I hear. And, you. I and, just and at, to a, know at a team, at a team. No, but I'm talking about everybody else. Like, I oh, said okay. on Twitter, I was like, what is Kyrie gonna say at a team event? Right. At a team sponsored we'll season see. ticket maybe holder I, event. Maybe I'll go see the Knicks. Maybe well, you know, Knicks. guys, it was cool. You know, it was nice being in Boston. You know, I didn't really want to be here at first. I really want to go to the Knicks, so I think I'm going to leave here in the summertime. He's not going to say that. But yeah, the wording, the forever. wording he said. Yeah, he's like, if you guys will it. have me, I'll be back. Yeah, which means both, give both sides. Window. Just give him that little window. Because that, that means. Because that means both sides would have to agree properly. And, you know, one thing could go another way. And. Boston and doesn't want to give him what he wants or, you know, whatever. Who knows? Boston It'd be $5 don't million, wanna, dollars, you know? Boston don't want to give him the max. Who knows? Yeah. Because at the end, I think Kyrie wants the max. He should. I mean, yeah, he should want the max. And not to mention the type of players that Boston have right now, they can afford letting him go if they decide and, to. Exactly. So maybe exactly. you're right. Maybe they don't want to give him that max because they're going to have to pay Tatum fucking world-class money. Yeah, but they don't got to pay him right now. But it's no, no, like, I know. It's but like, you know but it's I mean. like, yeah, they got to prepare for that. Yeah, but but they they've got a lot of guys that are like getting ready to come off, and it's like, and I know, and knowing how Danny Ainge is, as far as like holding it and not wanting to trade guys and and want to hoard like assets and stuff like that and not pay guys, because remember he made this is the same guy that said that he wanted to bring Isaiah Thomas back, and then Isaiah Thomas made the back of the Brinks truck. Mm-hmm. And then all of a yeah, sudden, then, it was all of a sudden, whoa! Nope. That's not what we do around here. Hey, I, I guess it's fine if you end up winning something. Uh, but if you don't end up winning something, then you got people saying, "Hey, you need to pay your guys." Yeah, but I, I, 
I just like that. I, I just just back to the Knicks again. The the vision and everything you can see is there. Like the light, like the light is there. Like they've they've gotten to the point where they've gotten out of the deep dark well, and they're they finally got their hands on the edge and they're getting ready to pull themselves up. And I think maybe they have a shot to 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 get KD or just or don't mess Kyrie. it up. And I, but I don't think they will. I really don't It'd be hard. It would be very hard to mess it's up. Hard. You got a it's... great hire. You made a great hire in the head coach. You made great draft picks. So yeah, it's gonna be hard to mess this one up. And that, yeah, that's another thing. They're they're gonna be they're probably gonna be bad enough to get a top five pick if luck goes on their their side. They're gonna get another one of these good guys. And then it's like, okay, now you got Nilakina, KP, Knox, this mm-hmm. top five pick. They got something going. Hey, by the way, Mark, if you don't edit in um Curry saying Nigalina, I'm gonna no, be really mad at you. <laughs> if you don't edit in Curry saying yeah, Nigalina, <laughs> I'm gonna be really Nigalina. Nigalina is how you pronounce it because that is like maybe one of my one of the best clips of the week. Nigalina, Nigalina is how you pronounce it. Like he's first ballot just for what, what's my guy's name? Nigalina. Frank Frank Nigalina. 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 Nobody flinched. Nobody. I loved it. I mean, what do you? What did you want her to do? Listen, listen, you know? leave leave the first team defensive guard alone. Nigga, no, no, I'm not. No, he, he was praising him. I love, I love Frank. He's a beast, man. He's gonna be, he's gonna be really good. I really do think that. Regardless, um, New York fans got to at least get a preview of what Durant would be able to do, even if it is within a Warriors jersey on Friday night. In the first quarter, it started off actually pretty smooth, uh, battling between both sides of Golden State and New York. And something that I didn't expect at all actually ended up happening in Madison Square Garden. A player gets ejected from the Golden State Warriors, and it is a player that is not even playing. DeMarcus Cousins gets ejected in the first quarter with an argument with Scott Foster. He's still injured. He's still recovering from his Achilles. He gets a technical, and he gets booted out. Now, you know, technicals are pure Cousins fashion, but he gets booted out of the game. He don't get warnings no more. So I think at this point is, is does that count as a well actually no it's a brand new season it's a brand new season so it's not a suspension yeah it's gonna count that, on his for does this that count to word is sixteen yeah it's gonna count yeah yeah it is that's what I'm saying he don't get warnings bro that's it's that's why good. he got ejected yeah it's gonna it's gonna count only the, cousins dog the second and third quarter end up being about the same as the first they go into the fourth quarter very close I believe it ended up even being around eighty six to eighty nine and it almost looks like New York could end up pulling this off and beating Golden State within the Madison Square Garden. But as Elton as Elton has already said, he took out the trash, came back, and all of a sudden... KD was on a beam. KD closes out 25 <laughs> points in the fourth quarter, ends up with 41 for the night. Um, Golden State outscores New York 47-16 to in the fourth quarter, and Curry adds... This game as one of his record seven games with more than five threes. He ended up with 29 points and six three-pointers in that game. Hell of a performance. And everything it got it got outshined because of um because of what Durant did. But he was just really good. And I was reading an article of uh this guy translated uh, a French or a French article from Frank, and he was like, the one thing that makes Curry so hard to guard, and and I watched it and then Listening to him, to him say that, what he was telling the guy, he was saying, and then watching it in the game, he's like, it's right. He's like, he'll start in slow motion like he's not doing anything. And then all of a sudden, he'll go from zero to 60 and find a spot and catch you sleeping and run off a screen, catch the ball, and shoot. That's what makes him so hard to card. You just don't know what he's going to do. And he, his, don't form, his form is just 
Because he's, like he always, can... he's always ready to shoot. It's ridiculous, dude. It's kind of like when everybody was saying when Ray Allen, all those years of Boston would just run around. We just run around screens, run around screens, run around screens. But he was doing it at the same speed. He said with, Kate, with, with, with Steph, it's different because Steph is so good at, at just pacing himself. And when he knows when a defender is kind of lax and that he'll just take off and run to the spot, catch it and shoot. He said, and Frank said, that's the one thing that he learned from this past game that he has to learn with guarding Steph. And for him to pick that up is something that a lot of young guys don't pick up in a league until they're 24, 25 years old. Curry's game will end up being something that further exceeds a lot of the players that we've had seen within this past millennium. And we're speaking about records as well. He ends up passing Jamal Crawford recently in the three-point field goals. Uh, A lot of these threes that he's hit within these past seven games his record seven games has helped him get up to 2175 and he's about 40 around 40 free throws away 43 pointers away from reaching Kyle Korver which he'll probably get that done by Thanksgiving and then that and then that goes into the top three which is of course Jason Terry at number three uh he's not very far away from Jason Terry either but then you start going 300 three-pointers past Jason Terry's 2282 and going into Reggie Miller status. And from there, you have another 403 pointers to hit Ray Allen at 2973. Now, this I feel like is going to be a guaranteed number one. I don't think there is a debate of. Mm, he's going he's gonna to get that. He's going to yeah, blow he's that. He's going to shatter one. it. Yeah, he's going to shatter it. He's going to blow that. He, he's gonna, it, it, it might turn into the, the Wilt Chamberlain, like, I mean, the Kareem Abdul points record. Like, nobody's going to be able to touch it because he's what, 29. Yeah, and, and like, just reaching his tenth year too. Yeah, he's like twenty nine years old, twenty nine, probably bordering thirty, and he's already this close. And he's already gonna he's gonna be number three. He's gonna shatter that record because he's got the number one trait that you can that can last. He'll probably play till he, like how Steve Nash played till he was like forty. Mm-hmm. He's gonna play for that. He's gonna play for that long. He might shatter that record. Yeah, just off his, just off his, the way that he play. I mean, his 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 playing style is not. It's not like he's a bang him up type of dude. So yeah, he could definitely play till forty if he wants to. Exactly. And some people even debate he might not even be the best shooter on his team. But after the, this stretch, I don't know. Nah, he's not. He he's is. still not. He's still not. You, you think you, who's who's the better shooter? Clay. Clay's the best shooter in the league. Pure. Clay's the best shooter. And I'm t- stand still off a screen, spot up off the dribble. I think it's Clay. And hand directly in his face too. I think it's Clay. Clay's shot is is like you get you know how you get those videos of fundamentals. Mm-hmm. Clay's shot is just like that. Clay's shot is perfection. I get jealous for those guys that cover the the team that could just because they say that they have shooting contests every day, and you get to <laughs> see a shooting contest with Clay, Steph, and 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 Durant. Must be fun. And then their shooting coach is Steve Nash. And they're all just shooting up threes, bouncing three, bouncing the ball at people's heads, shooting it off the wall. We're gonna remember this this um, this era of the Warriors. And see, but is is how would this era be remembered? I'm not gonna be the one to try to downplay it because they have so many, they have so much quality. Like at the end of the day, like I said, dude, you just you can't downplay this. You know what okay. I mean? Like so, let, let's 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 quickly run through. Okay, are they better than the Lakers dynasty, the Shaq and Kobe one? I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying yes to that. 
Are they better than the Bulls dynasty? I can't say yes to that either. Are they better than the Spurs dynasty? I can't say yes to that either. It's crazy though. You can make the argument that O one team is the best team to ever to ever play together. They might be able to beat those teams today. I, I have you know the the league has changed. The li- but, and, and that's the one thing the league has changed. So the league much. has changed. You know, but um, they're they are. I mean, they're a dynasty. I just, I just, I don't want to take anything away from them either, though. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah, it just exactly. came together. It came together organically. They didn't cheat the system. They didn't, you know, most of these guys were drafted. All Let's the, keep that in mind. They were all drafted except for really Kevin. Exactly. So the core I, you, guys. Right, right. So you can't, you you know, that that's the organization. That's that's front office. That's scouting. That's, you know what I'm saying? That's real stuff. So yeah. I can't, I'm not taking nothing. Everything just fell in place. They made the right decisions. The right players came and helped. And here we are. I do like the question of, how is this team remembered when it's all said and done? Because now we're reaching the portion of a dynasty where it's almost at the end side where things are going to probably start breaking up. Like I wouldn't necessarily say it's like NWO 2000, but it's like mm-hmm. around that area where things are going to start. They may lose two guys down as far as the dynasty perspective. And from that dynasty, you really have two different <clears throat> eras. You have the area pre Kevin Durant where you have your core of Curry, Clay, Draymond, they were still really good. And they did what they did to <laughs> beat LeBron James. In that yeah. era, you have unanimous MVP in Stephen Curry. Iguodala ends up getting the finals MVP out of the championship that they won before Kevin Durant. Now, mm-hmm. after Kevin Durant, of course, you have the fact that oh, – and, and, and even before Kevin Durant, you have 73 wins. Exactly. You beat, you beat the 96 Bulls record. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, end up not winning the championship, but you win 73 games. Now, let me ask you, let me Durant, ask you, I want to ask you guys something. Go ahead, Mark. When you finish, I'm going to ask you guys something. Now, 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 after Kevin Durant, you have now two more NBA championships, two finals MVPs within Kevin Durant. But there's really two different eras that you can discuss when coming to the Golden State Warriors. And because of that, people start questioning things as to how this is going to be remembered, say when it's 30 for 30 time. <laughs> And what I saw on Twitter on Monday is people really debating and having strong points towards both sides of when it's all said and done and it's Hall of Fame time, who ends up being the more storied athlete? Is it Stephen Curry or is it Kevin Durant? Well, okay, so uh, two things. Let's look at this team. Who are the two guys to most likely leave? Would you say KD and and Draymond? Draymond, no. Draymond, no. I've always thought if it, if I will I've always I say, thought if this I, thing if this thing would have broke break up it would be it would be because it would be because Draymond doesn't get paid. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. That's right. Because before, before I think, KD got there, I think Clay's getting paid before Draymond. Although Draymond does a lot, don't get me wrong. I just I think Draymond could get more money elsewhere if that was his motive. I don't know. If, I don't know if that's his motive. You know, I have mm-hmm. no idea. I'm just saying. Uh, so. If you're saying who who's the most storied, I mean, it's gonna be tough because KD, is like like Elton said earlier, he's generational. But at the same time, uh, Clay is at uh, Clay. You know, Curry and the threes and the range. He's kind of changing the league his own in his own right as well. And I don't know, man. It's like apples and oranges, bro. It's it's, I, it's tough. They're they're a real. This a it's a they're a difficult team to dissect. I think. I it, it's to me it's the biggest what if, what if they never blew that three one lead? <laughs> this conversation would be way we, different, bro. I don't know. I don't know if 
I don't know if Durant is on that team. Yeah, I don't know if Kevin leaves because now they end up losing in an area where Clay really bailed Golden State out and was able to even go to the championship in the first place. Mm-hmm. So if they win it again, Westbrook and Durant stay, and who knows what happens in between that or who they add to try and get that portion of it. So it's crazy what certain type of things happen in a butterfly effect where if one thing doesn't happen, literally the la- the next five years of the NBA does not happen. So when, when they're when they're on the stage and you're talking about Hall of Fame stuff and you're talking about who has the who who's gonna have the, the the bigger career? Who ends up being remembered more? Not only for their career, but mm-hmm. again, it's it's similar to Wade and Dirk. Right. The conversation that we have between that. Well now I end up leaning towards Curry from a perspective of you literally revolutionized a shot that has been around for the past I know, but 40 years. I hear what but you're saying. It, Kevin Durant so is literally an anomaly. How about this? How about this? Because at the end of the day, I'm sure all three of us can agree that Curry will probably stay on the same team for the rest of his career. More than likely. More than likely. At least, yeah, I mean, the odds are probably in favor of that, right? So mm-hmm. we'll, see, we'll do their best to make sure that. And, and I, I don't want to shun players for going different teams, but uh, is Katie's chances of winning another ring elsewhere uh, higher than, you know, Curry staying in Golden State and winning? Yeah, I think so. You think so? Yeah. See, then we have a different story because KD could end up I having think K- more rings. I think KD is one of those people that can go anywhere. I think KD is like LeBron. He can go wherever he wants, and he can probably end up being in the finals. Right. He can have that type of stretch. Now, it, pro- it probably won't be as to the, the eight in a row like LeBron, just because LeBron did everything. Well, that's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because LeBron did everything. But that's I think if KD, if KD gets into a situation where it could be him and somebody else, I think mm-hmm. he's good enough to carry them to another another championship to me with that and it goes back to what is this golden state team going to look like next year is KD gone what david west said at the end of that at, at the end of that finals was like a real thing it was a real thing cuz you think about it, a lot of those guys that are on that team anymore or are, are, that are not on that team are gone david west retired javel mcgee's gone nick young gone patrick mccall gone matt barnes like, had his time he left they, they, yeah. yeah those guys are gone and I've always thought that KD would break – would somehow the signing of KD would break up that dynasty. Either it either it be Draymond or KD leaves. Because Draymond's the guy – hey, come on, man. Draymond's the ultimate the ultimate teammate, the ultimate He's recruiter. The yeah. He's yeah. the ultimate recruiter. But then when it's time to – it's time to shell shun- out these coins – Draymond, your body's breaking down. You're 30 years old. You're the, you're the oldest guy out of the bunch. Right. We're not going to pay you max money. And we don't think that you're like what you do for us is phenomenal, but you can go somewhere else and not have the same type of impact anywhere else. So I always thought that Draymond would get the short end of the stick, but I think that I think Katie will be the one to leave. I think Katie's going to be the one to leave. So, I think so, he's gonna get. I think he's gonna get his third ring. He's gonna be out. He's gonna be clear of all the BS, and he's gonna get to do what he loves to do. Go somewhere wherever he wants and hoop without any criticism or anything else. Because he's been saved really a lot. He's been like not coddles, not the good word, but he's kind of been. He's been always viewed as the anti-LeBron until he made the move to Golden State. And I believe until. 
he was able to show in the finals, this isn't just plugging me into a 73-win team and I'm just going to sit back and coast my way into a championship. No, nah, he's right. like, no, nah, we win it because I'm here. Yeah, exactly. We won the championship. They called me because they couldn't get it done. Right, mm-hmm. right. Because you can make the argument. They might have not have been able to win these last two. You're right. You can definitely make an argument. Without those shots. If he's not there. Not even the shots. It's just like his impact. So where does the Warriors sit? Let's say, say, you know, everyone stays except for KD. And then, of course, they draft and do whatever they do. Where does Golden State sit to you in the West after that, considering where they were before KD? They'll still probably be top three seed. Right. And and they're still – so let me – now, now, let's – what happens if – this is this is crazy, but the fact that I can even say this and actually we can like talk about it. KD leaves, and the Warriors still go back to the finals the next year and win because it think, is there for them. I don't I don't think it's very far fetched. I mean, it's not the, I, yeah. I know it's not far fetched. I'm just saying that the conversation has to. We have to start. I mean, the dialogue starts. Yeah, the mind would automatically do the math of okay before KD seventy three wins one championship then, minutes away from a second then championship. That question Elton asked about. Uh, you know, can you put them over a specific type of dynasties that we, I think at that point it would be fair to at least start figuring out who could be bumped for them because that would be phenomenal, no? Yeah, it would be. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know how everybody else would view them because they've been, they've, because really when you say a dynasty, it's it's a group of players mm-hmm. that have been together for a while. Well, they, they, in this, in this point, they the, would only be the one. Core, the core the would core, be there still. The core would still be there, but they've you know, but now you got to. I know guys have left. But, but the thing is, the main piece, the main part of that court that nobody talks about is the two guys are Livingston and Iguodala. Mm-hmm. They're older. Iggy might retire this year. Yeah. Or close to it. Sean Livingston's getting up there in age. So now you take those two guys away. Which are very important glue people. They're, they're a very, they're very important. Yeah, but you you guys them. know as good as I can. They can they not not want to say replace, but you know they can go get leadership, yeah, they go, quality. Go get, yeah, they're gonna you be know able what to I mean? get those guys. But it it just be so different because they've had so much interchanging. They, it, it's so much inner, just like so many interchangeable parts. So you could probably make them. You could turn them into. They'll be the Spurs, mm-hmm. like how Pop just keeps it rolling. Right. He'll have oh, Timmy, always Manu. solid team. He'll have Tim. He'll have, he'll have Timmy, Manu, Tony Parker, and then all of a sudden Kawhi comes, and now Kawhi is a part of that. Then LA comes, now he's a part of that. So it could be that. It could be one of those things where they win fifty games for the next fifteen years in a row. Right. And they get on that. But as as a as being a a Bulls Lakers type dynasty, where they can win three in a row and just be absolutely dominant. And then break it apart, and then win another three. I don't know if they'll, I don't know if they'll get that that luxury because of just that that team has changed over the over the years. But if they win these next three in a row, you I think if they win these next three, you could put them up with the you could put them up with the Lakers. Right, I think you'd have to. You'd have to the Bulls and the Spurs in in right. that in that three peat range. Okay, that's fair. I respect it. But at this point, the only thing that we can hope for is that social media keeps planting seeds, uh, keeps keeps saying that Clay will not be able to perform like this on another team, that Katie won't be able to do X, Y, and Z, and that will get people insecure and just start breaking off. Because at this point, um, still scared, still scared. 
And and another thing, speaking of, I know we talked about this earlier. I didn't know this man scored 42 points in 27 minutes. Yeah, bro. 50, 52, 52 points, I mean, 52, in bro. 27 minutes. Yes, bro. All right, man. I'm just I'm not just gonna close my laptop. <laughs> yeah, bro. I, I, 27. He hasn't he hasn't played since. Like he's done for the night. But yeah, that's, um, that's 16. No comes. It is it is it is 27, 27 minutes. 27 minutes. 52 points. Five rebounds. He's obviously done for the game. The starters, I believe, are done for the game. But it is it's it's 139 to 114 at the moment with four minutes left. So it's ridiculous. Yeah, they're 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 scary, man. The one thing that we haven't covered at all, uh, um, uh, surprisingly, is that we had late fees do their epic Halloween franchise episode titled Evil Never Dies on the RNC Radio Network. And Meals and Carlos came through with episode 160 of Two Belts to Do Boo Belts. But we will have some Halloween-related <clears throat> ideas to try and give to you if you're having an issue of trying to figure out a costume. If you didn't go out this weekend and already ha- and not have an idea of what you should do. There's plenty of NBA-related Halloween costumes that you could choose from. There's so many different ideas. If you, if you, uh, I would go just straight Westbrook, but don't put on no basketball gear. Just wear the fits. Just wear the as as as, as, as Mark says. H and M fits. Just put the as Mark says. As Mark says, the zesty fits. Uh, the zesty fits. No, I mean, I, you know, I'm just saying, you know, do what you do. What you do. Test hairs out. You, you, you remember when the Pharrell and Kanye video dropped in like '06? It was Zesty Fitz. Yeah. That's, that's Westbrook right there. I don't, I don't think Pharrell's fits have ever been Zesty. No, nah, go, go watch, go watch number one. I know video. what you're talking about, but I, I don't. That's not Zest. I didn't think that was Zest. That's not. <laughs> nah, that's not <laughs> that's Zest. Not zest. The chest that's not out? Zest. The chest hairs out. I, I don't I don't know. I don't have chest hair, Mark. Yeah, he said it was a little guido. Yeah, he said a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, 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 let's yeah. not <laughs> let's not go. Yeah, he's, not, yeah. he's not the greatest example right now. Yeah, yeah, he said he gonna get a a a, 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 a plane made on strict strictly iPhones. So come on now. Oh, gosh. Yeah, all right. That might not even be been the worst this week. Uh <laughs> uh Lillard and, and the Trailblazers ended up Doing Halloween a little early, Lillard dressed up as Stone Cold Steve Austin nice um, with, the, with the shirt, the mask, and the championship belt. The walk. And the yeah, walk as well. The walk, too. Uh, Mo Harkless ended up as... Uh, Tyrone Biggums. Yeah, Tyrone, yeah, Tyrone Biggums. Biggums. That, was the, best, that, was, really that was the best one. That it was probably the best was. One. I agree. That was the best. And I know everybody says, oh, they've done... Everybody does that. But when you have like he it was he was down to a team. He played it though, yeah. He he did the he was in character up until was, getting he, to the locker room. If there's any that if there's any Halloween recommendations that I would give anybody, let's see. There's Chris Paul with the red dead fit. Um, oh, I got I got I got one I got one. It's simple. You get a white headband. You get a 34 green Celtics jersey, mm-hmm. and then you get a wheelchair. Oh. oh, don't forget to shit yourself in the that wheelchair. Too. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Don't forget to put shit in your pants. Oh, so this is a, like yo, I forgot we didn't confirm that. So that was shit I've in already pants. told you. I confirmed it already, Mark. <laughs> Listen, bro. Paul Pierce shit himself and faked an injury, went in the back, changed, came out, and gutted. So get the wheelchair, just start crying. We're at whatever bro. party you're at. He shit himself, bro. Look how they picked him up, bro. Look how he picked him up, bro. They ain't want. I'm just look. I'm just I, go do some research when we get off the show, man. 
Nigga should have paid for real. <laughs> Paul Pierce <laughs> shit himself, bro. That was not an injury, bro. Uh, you could dress up as... I think Lou Will dressed up as a pimp, but that's pretty much himself. So that doesn't really count. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, Shouts to Lou Will. Shouts to Lou Will. Uh, you could dress... Oh, you know what? <laughs> Remember... <laughs> Remember J5 talks about... Uh, <laughs> Uh, white side in that Khaled video. With the, <laughs> yeah, with, with, the, with, the, tank, with the shorts. With the tank and the shorts. He'd be an extra awkward. All right, yeah. that's it. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, but who really wants to dress up as white side? Nobody would know who you are. I mean, you know, just get yeah. some stilts, get some broad shoulders. They still get the tank know who on. Yeah, no, that's disrespect. I don't know. If or, 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 or you could, um, you can dress up in a three red jersey <laughs> and put like, 17 ice bags on your knees. <laughs> All right. That, that, must be a, that, must be, that must be a Bulls jersey. Definitely not a Heat one. Must, must, must be a Bulls one. Or it might be that Crimson Cavs. Maybe it's that oh one. Nice, bro. You Y'all are foolish, man. Foolish. You can get one of those. You can do that. Or you could dress up in a blue and orange, a blue and orange one jersey and get a uh, uh, and get a one side of a bucket of chicken and a bucket of biscuits, and you can give them a two piece. Mm. Shouts to the Kobe fans. All right. I thought you were talking about another. Sure. Uh, I thought you were talking about another uh, another jersey that's out in New York City, but he wore a five, not a one. Once I heard the two piece, well, actually, no, he wore an eight, not a one. Oh, leave leave the God alone. You know, you can always, I think that's. I think that's. A, I think that's an automatic Halloween. Yeah, get the tax. Put young money on your neck. <laughs> yeah, that's probably like the easiest one to make. Go ahead and get that Jr. Smith, man. That Earl. Shouts to Earl. Keep shooting, Earl. Shout out Earl. Earl was a hooper in high school. Shout out Earl, man. Keep shooting, Earl. Don't let him tell you nothing different. Shots and basketballs. Straight up. Shots and basketballs. Didn't he say he didn't he say he didn't even drink Hennessy? I don't think he does. I just think he I just think he is that the biggest lie of all time? He one hundred percent drinks Hennessy. Yeah, is that like the biggest lie of all time? Like we saw him drinking at the parade. Two bottles in his hand. One hundred percent drinks Hennessy. Oh speaking of two bottles, uh you could also wear a wizard's jersey, um, grow your hair out a little bit. Uh, yell at everybody that's on the court, but then around the time that the club is about to close, just do absolutely nothing and then hit the mm. next club. Mm. That's a good jersey. I mean, that's a good costume. Can't this is it. turning into a slander sesh. Or you can you can get a jersey, um, forty one white, and then have a big bottle of Ace of Spades. <laughs> oh my bad, sorry, Mark. Turn, turn, all right, all right, turn this fucking show off. Shout out to. Shout yeah, out getting, to them. You're, getting, you're catching strays, buddy. Shout you know, out to the original Champagne Poppy, a.k.a. Dirt. Champagne Poppy. Nice work, God. You know what? We're going to shout outs. I've had enough. There's been too much dirt glove on this damn show this week. All right. I'm shouting shout out, out this week, man. I've got shout outs. Shout out Ty Lue for getting off the <laughs> – my notes say that shitty team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out – oh, shout out Lance Stevenson for a very weak Shmurda dance. I did not expect that. You would think somebody from Brooklyn would have a better Shmurda. I mean, you know. He dis- disappointed me for that one. Uh, shout out Drogic versus Lillard making an appearance again this past weekend. We all know who won that because <laughs> we all know who won last season. And uh, I don't care about that. <laughs> it's irrelevant. That's why I didn't respond. <laughs> 
song for when when, when <laughs> I'm not hey, gonna say it. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> Hey man, it showed out. It showed out. It showed out. Zoe Kravitz um, <laughs> for that photo shoot. You were very no, beautiful, Zoe. Uh, Zoe, 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 Zoe. Yeah, shout out Zoe Kravitz, bro. She, she, she the one. She the one, boy. Zoe. She uh, got yes. it. Y'all have any shout outs? Oh man, um, you know. Just a just a just a normal man. Uh, RNC always shouting out RNC. My Arizona Cardinals got the dub. Shouts my rookie quarterback Rosen. Uh, shouts Wait, Patrick Peterson. Uh, two and six, I believe. Um, that sounds that sounds like clipping a fantasy. <laughs> I know, right? No, no, but uh, um, I almost beat Manny this week, bro. I almost beat. It came down to the to the wire, bro. Kamara, he had Kamara. I was up, I think, by like six or eight points, and he had Kamara left, and it was just too much for me to hold on to. But yeah, yeah. Elton, any shout outs for you? Um, I want to shout out the uh, New York Mets for hiring an agent as their GM, knowing they don't spend any money. <laughs> so hiring the agent to be the GM to try to get players didn't make any sense, but. I will give this dude a pass if he signs Manny Machado. There you go. Manny Machado, come to New York, Papa. We'll see you in Queens. We got a jersey waiting for you. All right, hit the soldier moment drop, please. You know when you hear that? Huh? All right, my soldier moment for the week. Um, it was going to be specifically just the Washington Wizards, but now it's Austin Rivers laughing at the Washington Wizards. So that is my soldier moment mm. of the past week. Jeff Elton, anything that has made you question life within the past week of sports? If you say Yasiel Puig twerking, I do not blame you. <laughs> no, I, I, I wasn't going to say that, although that was something. That was, <laughs> I mean, that was a lot of people's soldier moment this past week. <laughs> I just want to say I feel for Eli. That's it. You feel for Eli. Eli I Manning. For, I feel for Eli Manning. Can, just, just protect, just protect the quarterback, guys. Just protect. Doesn't, doesn't Eli have that permanent soldier moment face? He looks like he definitely hits the huh every, every, every time I look at him. Mm. Well, you, you know, you know, well, you see every time he touches the ball after he says hike, he's on the ground. So. He's getting back. <laughs> yeah, that might be the soldier. <laughs> well, just pr- my just soldier protect. moment is. Uh, Jimmy Butler is still on my team. We didn't accept a trade, which included a bunch of first round picks. That's that's my fucking soldier moment. And he ain't going nowhere. Nope, we're gonna lose him for the free. But it is what it is. Good luck and good luck. Always appreciate you stopping by, Elton. You can follow Elton on Twitter at Coach underscore G I L K E S. We'll be going into November, getting closer towards the holiday season. Way more Uh-oh. NBA games. You hugged uh, up? You hugged up this holiday? Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, is that Elton with the bomb drop? No, I was trying no, I was trying to I was trying to confirm uh you about Jeff. Oh I mean, me? Jeff. Yeah. Oh no, Joe, Jeff, to Jeff's gonna be hugged up. No, you're gonna be hugged up. <laughs> no, I'm not. You're gonna be yeah, I, I wouldn't depth. be surprised if, if if Mark already isn't hugged up. It's you know you just keep it on the low right huh? now. 
Um, my lover is Red Dead Redemption too. That's that's what I was gonna say. Mark's lovers. That uh, they talk, they do nothing. Uh, they do nothing but talk about that that damn game in the group chat. Yeah, we was I mean, we we were in there a lot. We were in there a few nights ago on, on there playing. It's a great it's game, man. It's a good time. It's a very quality game, Elton. Yeah, man. I burned somebody alive the other day. Can't run. Oh yeah, maniacal Jeff burning somebody alive in Red, <laughs> Red Dead Two. Not everybody's going for their most maniacal kill. All right. Well, happy Halloween, y'all. Enjoy the Be Halloween. Be safe. Be safe. Don't do nothing stupid. Uh, Be safe. Uh, yeah, make sure okay. you boil. Make sure you boil the eggs before you throw them. Oh dear God! Look at this! Look at this! Wow! <laughs> this All right. <laughs> We'll be back next week, y'all.